Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. Yeah, this um, the reality of, of, of this these verses in John 20 have, have truly become a reality for me, is that, that the kingdom of God is supposed to be voice-activated. It's supposed to be voice-activated. Do it again. Um, and, and the problem is, is that we're using our voice, we're asking Jesus to come do what he told us to do. He said, it is finished. He's put it in our hands. We're supposed to speak to people and say, peace be with you. But you can't give away something you don't have. And the problem, we've been given away a religious peace instead of a prince of peace. That's pretty good preaching. I'm bad for not preaching. But, but, but th- this is the crisis that I believe the, the, the Church of America is in right now, is that we were, we're fat and happy, and, 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 and now we've got, we got a bump in the road, and now we're just we're sitting back and we're, we're pointing fingers. Um, listen, the data does not equate to, to the fear. There's, there's no way you can put the data and say that, 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 that the fear level, the panic level, the trauma level, the anxiety level correlates. It just doesn't. So, so you got 30 rolls of toilet paper? Wow. Susie says, you'll know we're in trouble when I go from the toilet room to the shower. <laughs> we're out. <laughs> yeah. But listen, we're, are we a church family? Okay. We, we need to encourage one another, and, and, and we need to stop each other. When, when we hear fear or victim in our voice in our conversations, um, I, I, I am on a corrective mentality at this point. First of all, me. I looked at my 401k. You're brave. I do too. Yeah. Jesus! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, and so. But but here's 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 the factor. You know, I just I just finished. I, I just I'm, I'm, I just finished the book on baptism of innocence, and one of the things is childlikeness. And so when sometimes when you write something, you believe it's a revelation, then you got to live it. And one of the visions I had about being childlike is, and in, in, in we were children, and God's our father, and if God is a good father. And, and I saw a vision of these children playing in a house. No worry that the rent wasn't paid. No worry that the bills weren't paid, that the electric was. They had no worry because they were in a good home with good parents. So there was no fear in your child likeness. And if you got fear, you need to go figure out who daddy is. You need to find out what lie you have believed because he's better than what you think. And so, 
So I'm, I, I mean, I just finished writing it, and I heard the Lord go. Because <laughs> what is my natural? You want to fight? Let's go. Let me get the sword out. Let me do that. And the Lord says, I've just taught you something different, and you're going to go back into spiritual warfare instead of childlikeness and find your peace first. And so I've had to take, you know, we went for a motorcycle ride yesterday. Susie got the headset to her music. I had to talk to God. <laughs> and and I, was, I was going over these things. And, and until leadership has peace, they can't give peace away. Until the childlikeness of a leader understands that Father God is in control, even if you think the devil is manifesting his flex in his arms, God will win. And, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, um, I, I've, seen, I've seen bankruptcy. I've seen some hard times. And there's just something on the inside of me that when those hard times come, God rises. And I always come out on top. It may be difficult, but somehow, some way, Father God blesses me, takes care of me. You know, I, I, was, I was on the motorcycle, and, and, and my crisis was when we went bankrupt. That was a crisis for me. It was an emotional crisis. It was a really serious crisis in my checking account. That's a crisis. It, and and I, I tried to go into a depression. And Miss Susie let me for about two weeks. And we went for a walk, and she's holding my hand, and she says to me, she goes, uh, you know, I always knew that you knew how to make money. You, you're a hard worker. She says, but I don't know if you understand. I wasn't born to be poor. You better fix this. That was her pep talk. You better fix this. But here's the key to what she said. And this is what I was telling it wasn't fix this because I'm a princess or a prima donna. She says, even if we live under a bridge and we're heading somewhere, I'll follow you. Did you hear that? In other words, you can't sit back and do nothing. But if you're heading toward a promise, if you're heading to a goal, I'll follow you. And we as a body need to be heading toward peace. And we need to start doing warfare on behalf of our nation. Now, we have, we have uh, some family business we want to do. Where's all your chillins? Bring your chillins. We only have one chillin? Oh, the other chillin's there. Come on up here. You're not going with him. <laughs> Mike and Billy. I don't know if you know them by now. You should. Um, they have heard from God, and they are going to another church starting next week. 
and we want to bless them. We went to dinner with them. They're not mad at anybody. They're not even mad at me. Now, I've had a lot of people leave when they're mad at me, but they're not even mad at me. You didn't lie to me, did you? No, no I did okay. Not. All right. But everybody loves everybody loves Charlie until they don't. <laughs> but we just want to bless them and send them. And I, I believe that they're a they're a seed from our house into another house. And it will mix with other seeds. We, we, we have a place in the community. And I believe that, that we will reap a harvest. We are reaping a harvest. And, and I want to tell you that I love these two. I want your guitar. I want to tell you why I'm asking. I'm asking for his guitar. Do y'all know which one? I know. The fire guitar. You want to know why? Because that guitar, that guitar, to me, on multiple occasions, has been my sword of Goliath. When David would get to a point where he was depressed and he could not hear the voice of God, he would go back and he found the sword that he killed Goliath with. I have, I have bugged him. I told him I would pay for him to get that thing fixed or he could use it again. And he has refused. He's been in rebellion. And and I I I, I serious I, I I was praying this morning and, and I just felt like the Lord says quit quit just ask for it and, and I, I want I want I it, it's a trophy for me because it was a time of my life when God showed up in this house. Some of you don't remember the heavy metal concerts we did. I'll never forget my father. <laughs> my father was sitting over there, and they did that worship growling, heavy metal, growling Jesus music. And my dad said, son, can I give you some advice? <laughs> I said, yes, sir, what is it? And he says, you might want to put the words up there because I don't understand nothing that that boy is saying. He says, he says, I always thought demon growled. And he said, but I know, he said, I felt presence of God, but I'd like to see the words. And I can remember telling him that this was my girl. And I would punch him in the head if he didn't do what's right. Did I not pretty well say that? And we've watched him grow up. We've watched him expand his career. And by the way, if we need help with our bookkeeping, I still got your number. Susie, come help me pray for them. I prayed for you this morning. 
you need to pursue your uh, running. You need to pursue your running. It's a team sport. And you're good at it. And I bless you. We were part of this creation right here. <laughs> and Cole is blessed. So. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the last season that was so intimate, so relational. The good, the bad, the uglies. Lord, we've seen it all. Somehow your grace always has come through. Your plans and your purposes has always come through. There's faith in this family. I could remember their children laying hands in my car, saying, this car needs to be our car. And it's in the parking lot. And when I was going through a bankruptcy, somehow God said, oh, they claimed that car. Make sure they get it. So there's faith in this family. There's chutzpah. I bless them. I rejoice with them. And we send some of the best seed we have. And we expect to see a return into the kingdom of God. And I do expect you to fill their seats, Lord. On the worship team. In the children's ministry. In their worship. And we bless them. In Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for the, for just the, for sending Mike into their lives, Lord, and Lord, how he has stepped up and become the man that you've called him to be, stepped into a role that he didn't have to step into. Lord, I just thank you for the growth that I've seen in them, and Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that we've been able to be a part of their lives, Lord, and just from the beginning of it. Lord, just I bless them as they go, and Lord, and that they just go on to the next phase and of their growth and to learn what they need to learn. And Lord, that we're going to stay connected through dinner and whatnot and just fun times. And Lord, we just... Thank you for allowing them to be a part of our lives over the years. Amen. Mike, you got something? Give it to Mike. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> yes. Um, thanks. 
<laughs> for letting me say something. <laughs> you know, um, the Lord actually spoke to me this morning and told me I was supposed to give that to you on the way here. So, really, yeah, yeah, and that's something I've been <laughs> fighting with for a couple of years. I don't, I don't know if it's tied to me or if it's tied to you, and I think it's, I think it's tied to you. I think it belongs here. I think before I even started here, the first day I walked in here, was it was it you? He came up to me. He said, I, th- I think you need to go talk to the worship worship leader, which was Anthony. So I see some fire, some fire going on. <laughs> Didn't even know the guitar is all printed with fire all over. It's pretty cool. But listen, our family considers this our family. So... You know, there's a lot of you that we've known for a long time and a lot of you that we haven't, but we love you so much. And even if we go somewhere else or do anything else, it, this part of our heart stays here. So, and this won't be the last that you see of us. We plan to come back here. We we can't disown or excommunicate with people. We just can't do that. So... Um, even people that we've had relationship with in, in the past, we, we just can't excommunicate because that's not, that's not what God's called us to do. But he has called us to move on to something else, and we have to follow with blind obedience. And we, we just have to do, because if we don't, then we don't, we don't want to stand in God's way. So, and I don't know what he's got for us, but I know that he's called us to move. So... You know, when our family comes into agreement with something like that, it, it, it has to happen. Um, we love you very much. And we want to continue to give into this body however we can because we feel like that's that's what we're supposed to do. Thank you for having us and for raising us. God, man. I, some of you know and some of you don't, but we've come a long way. <laughs> we have, yes, we have, have come a very long I mean, look at me. I'm wearing wingtips. Come on. <laughs> I mean, they're not fancy or anything, but they're wingtips. They're like that. Good luck. <laughs> Flip flops and yeah. shorts, right? So, uh, so, yeah. Just wanted to say hey, thanks for all the memories. Yeah, I'll just second that. We love you guys. You're definitely our family. You're my pops, my mama. <laughs> and um, we've appreciated your support and all the things that we challenges we've went through. I would never in a million years have stood on a stage and thought to leave worship or sing or oh, God. speak on a microphone right now. I kind of still feel like I got sabotaged into that a little bit in the beginning, but it was more like a swift kick. <laughs> but um, yeah. Definitely all of those gifts were stewarded and, and built up here. So I will forever be grateful for that. Forever. So we love you guys. Thank you. We will not be strangers. <laughs> love you guys. Love them before you guys go today. Okay? I can remember when we were doing survival kit. You know, Billy, was she had two young babies. And uh, we'd be doing survival kit. I'm like, I'm preparing you for a real husband. You need to stop that. See, my thing is I didn't have girls. So I just, I was me. 
She responded well. She responded well. I'm proud of her. That's pretty cool. You know, if you would have listened to God two weeks ago, you would have given me that guitar already. Because I talked to God two weeks ago about it. Yeah, okay. I taught you better than that. All right, listen. We, we, I want to I go to Second uh, Chronicles. Somewhere in there. 714. Actually, I want to... Verse 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayers. Do you think the Church of America has been praying? I have heard your prayers and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. 13. When I shut up heaven and there is no and there was no rain or commanded the locusts to devour the land or sent pestilence among my people. What is he saying? God's in God allows things to happen. I can remember my early walk that the enemy would just knock me off my donkey and I'd be so mad about it. And God would say, well, that's the only way I can get your attention is let the enemy. Because because sometimes, Charlie, you, you only fight when you see a good fight. So. But here's verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Our land needs healing. I believe with all my heart that the data does not line up with the crisis we're in. At the same time, like a good politician, God will not let a crisis <laughs> go unused. There's a shifting going on. And either, either the kingdom of God is going to emerge and be what God called us to be, or God will allow the enemy to rule us. That was a really interesting statement, wasn't it? Because what you tolerate will dominate. You tolerate fear, it'll dominate you. You tolerate lack, it'll dominate you. You tolerate uh, discord, you tolerate um, a strife in your home, if you... Listen, it will dominate you. What you tolerate will dominate. I'm telling you, when, when, when the national prophets send a letter to my president, he responds and calls a day of prayer. He, listen, that man's got an ego as big as a house. But when that ego submits to and says, God, I've heard from heaven, one thing he does is he has advisors and some of his Christian advisors said, this is the word of the Lord. And he responds, and he calls a national day of emergency, national day of prayer. And I, I believe that, that, that the prophets have heard from God. Listen, Brian Higby three weeks ago in New York kept saying, this, 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 God's behind this. I'm like, shut up. Have you seen your 401k? And, you, know, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but God, God's, God's a good politician. He's God. But, but when the political spirit comes in, and it's a, it's, it's, it's a murdering spirit, and what, what, what is happening is if anything can be shook, it's going to get shook. 
It's being shook. And I tell you what, holiness, righteousness is going to be shook out of it. And that will be standing in the end. But if my people, if, say if, huh, will humble themselves. Do you understand humbling is, 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 is a choice? The word humbling, when you, when you come to humbling, it, Moses said he was the most humble man of all. If I, I, I actually put that in my book. If I wrote that in my book, Charlie's the most humble man of all. They go, you arrogant man. Why would you say that? Listen, what humbles you is when you line up and you agree with God and actually try to come into alignment with who he says you are. That is humbling. True humbling says, I am going to agree with God that if I can stand up and be who you called me to be, then the anointing comes in without pride and without arrogance. And the prophets are starting to stand up. The problem is there's been a season that the prophets had to be silenced because many of us were, were too quick to bring judgment. That was good. Thank you. But the humbling part is it, making a choice to be who we are. And I believe that we are a mouthpiece for God to hear our prayers and own and own the condition of our land. What am I saying? Quit shooting at the political party that is your enemy. Shut up. Why are you bringing division to when we're supposed to be one? The, there's, the only reason the party is, is divided against you is because they don't agree with you. Oh, so we want to fight everybody that doesn't agree with me? I've been married 40 years. Don't tell me that works. It doesn't work. If you pick a fight with everybody that doesn't agree with you, you will not have anyone to fight with. And this nation needs to, listen, we have a national crisis, and I believe it's God-ordained. The facts don't add up. And if we can come into oneness, <laughs> there's three types of relationships, confidant, constituent, and comrades. A comrade comes for a specific need. I have an enemy, and I can't win without you. By the way, say hi to Leanne and Paul. Were we one kingdom still back then? See, family shows back up. Long time. Okay, but but what, what, what I'm saying is a, you, you have comrades. Comrades are people that are not in your inner circle. Okay? Okay, that, a, a comrade is in the outer circle. Maybe at one time they were in your inner circle. But when I have a need, you call a comrade. Hey, I have an enemy that I cannot defeat without your help. And I believe that God is making a, 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 clear, a, a clear call, trumpet call across the body of Christ is we have need one for another. If we will come to this need, humble ourselves and pray, heaven will respond. From the top of our government, he said, pray. Come into agreement. He didn't say Democrat, Republican, Independent. I, we need God. We need to hear from heaven. We need God. Now listen, 
Here's, here's the thing, uh, Daniel chapter 9. Let's, let's go there. Nine two. Nine two. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood. Um, just say that. I, Charlie, understood. See, this take take Daniel out and put yourself in. I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Listen, God's in charge of his watch. Then I set my face toward the Lord, God to make request my prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Verse 4, I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him. You love him? And with those who keep his commandments. Have we always kept his commandments? Hmm, got a little problem here. Here's what he said. We have sinned and committed iniquity, and we have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Never, neither have we needed your servants, the prophets. Neither have we heeded, we heeded, we heeded. Do you understand everything he's putting there? He put himself in the middle of the problem. If you do not put yourself in the middle of the problem, you will not have the answer to solve the problem. Are you an American? You're in the middle of the problem. This is, this is the concept of, of, of intercessory prayer. I am one with every American. I am one with every Christian. And we have sinned. We have not heeded. We have not prepared. And dear God, give us mercy. And what, what I, I just want to, to, to tell you that this, this has taken responsibility to the condition we are in as a nation, taken responsibility that, that there is an enemy that the Lord has allowed to bring to our attention. But from the top of our government, please pray. And today we're going, I'm going to put on some, some background music. I want to I read Psalms 91 in the ESV version, and then I want Dan to um, read it in the Passion Translation. You got Psalms 91 up there? Let's read this. Read it together. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. 
well, I probably not didn't do it right, but his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. Nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at no day. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but he will not come near you. You will look of the wicked. Because mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. We lost fifteen. All right, fifteen. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. 16. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, I want you to just take a minute. Take a moment. I want Dan to read it in the Passage Translation. But I want you to personalize it when he does that. Terry and I have been reading this about every morning, and, and we do. We, we uh, substitute our names for he and, and, and uh, um, like Dan and Terry. Uh, so this is in the Passion Versions. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me, my great confidence He will rescue from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation Mm. and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be sheltered from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. 
You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for every, uh, I will answer your cry for help every time you pray and you will find and feel my presence. Even in your time of pressure and trouble, I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that you do, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Come on, man. That's good. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> Listen, as as leadership, I just I just I just want to hear you hear you hear me pray. Um, I want to take ownership for my house. I want to take ownership for this house. I want to take ownership for my neighborhood. Lord, I take ownership for my neighborhood. I take ownership for for. Uh, those who look to me as a spiritual leader. <clears throat> and Lord, I just say, Lord, forgive us, forgive me of sinning against you, of sinning against your, your precepts and your concepts. And Lord, I'm, I'm asking for mercy upon our nation. I'm asking for mercy upon me personally, upon my wife, upon my children, upon my grandchildren. Father, I thank you that when you said that, that when you hear the cry, of the ones you love, you answer from heaven. And God, I, I'm just declaring and decreeing that our president has heard his own heart cry of love for us individually, corporately, across party lines. And he's saying, God, heal our land. And God is going to take the people of God that come in and say, God, heal me first and foremost. God, heal my marriage first and foremost. Heal my children, Lord. Give them a plan and a purpose <clears throat> that lines up with your Holy Spirit. Give them a plan and a purpose that will give them a destiny, that they'll be able to stand and, 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 and be able to resist the works of the devil. Lord, I thank you that, that you are still God and you're on the throne and that you're hearing our prayers. God, I thank you for this house. I thank you for this church. Lord, we have gone through a metamorphosis over the years. We've put a, a governmental structure that's different than normal. And Lord, I'm thanking you for the government of the house that lines up with the government of the kingdom. And God, anything that we have we have uh, uh, unknowingly done, I repent for that. Things that I've done, I repent for. Things that we've done that have hurt, that have that that have, that have been accusations of sin against. Lord, we ask for forgiveness. Wash us as leaders. Wash us as prophets. Wash us as apostles. Wash us as evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Lord, wash your saints, with your precious blood. Father God, I thank you for every church in this city, every church in this city, every church in this region, and every church in this state. God, we need you. One can only do so much, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Lord, this city needs to see your hand of protection. This city needs to see the, the back of the enemy broken of division and racial divide and, and anger and, and Lord, I break the spirit of murder. I ask you to, to, to 
cleanse us deep into our hearts, individually and corporately. And I, I ask you for a fresh canopy of the kingdom of God over this city and over this region and over this state. Lord, I thank you for this nation. Lord, you love this nation. We are one nation under God. And God, we have come out from your covering. Our nation has come out from your covering. We've, we, we've, we've gone against your principles. Lord, I ask for forgiveness for the abortion. I ask you for forgiveness for the racism. I ask you for forgiveness for, for corruption from the highest level to the lowest level. I ask you to cleanse our hearts. I ask you to cleanse our government structures. I ask you to cleanse the, the religious structures. Lord, I ask you to cleanse the, the, the social economic engines that run. Lord, clean them. Clean, clean them in the mighty name of Jesus. Bring us, Father. Bring us, Father, into your will, into your righteousness, into your love. God, I thank you for this country. But God, this country has always been called by you to be a beacon of light. We have sent missionary after missionary, thousands above upon thousands, to, to the othermost parts of the world as a nation. God, please look at our history. Look at our purpose and say, I'm going to breathe on you one more time. Let us become the light in the darkness. Let us become the wisdom and, 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 the, and, and the intellect that is needed to become, again, a great nation under God. It's under God that makes us great. It's not just great being great. It's under God that makes us great. And we are under your hand. We're under your hand asking for mercy. We're under your hand asking for grace. God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, as we look at the uttermost parts of the world. Lord, we want to see. We want to be a part. Lord, we have a nation that needs to be under your under your authority in your favor because we actually have a heart as a nation to touch the lost to touch the broken to feed the hungry but god it's the hunger of your righteousness that we need to feed first and foremost lord you said to your disciples and the principles is true i have food you know not of God, we want the food that most people know not of to be able to feed their hearts, their soul, their mind. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you, God, that the plague will be stopped, that the rhetoric will be stopped. I thank you, Father God, that, that, that no weapon formed against us will, will, will ever have a place and a foothold. God, I thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I want my elders to come. Pray, microphone there, I think, it's on. And just meet, let's just stay in an attitude of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, you said that you did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Now I say to this body and I say to this city, I say to this state and I say this to this country, and I release it to the world. I release and declare the love of God upon you. 
I release and declare the power of God upon you. And I release and declare a sound mind on each and every one of us. It doesn't matter what denomination, doesn't matter what faith. We are the United States of America. And we shall stand united. We shall be under one God, one nation, individual, with liberty and justice for all. So I declare that we do not have a spirit of fear, but we have the agape love of a most high God, that we are children of a most high God, and we declare to be that child, the sons and daughters of a loving God. So, Lord, I ask you to release your agape love upon this nation, upon the individuals, upon the world, your agape love, and let us feel that love. And then with that love, we will release it upon our neighbors and, our, and the nations. But we do need your agape love, Lord. We do need your agape love. All over this country right now, and all over the world, there are people who don't have peace. There are people that are standing in lines at airports to get home. There are people worried about toilet paper. There are people whose 401ks have tanked. And there's people that have respiratory issues who are really scared. The church says... We need to rise up. Well, church, this is that time. This is that time for us to show our neighbors and our friends the Christ within us. So, Lord, I pray that the Christ within us would rise up. That the way I feel about another political party would fall to my feet. That the way I feel about the way a person looks or smells would fall to my feet, that I would become my brother's keeper, even if you're not my brother. Lord, the churches need to come together. And if you're shaking us for that reason, then shake. Lord, all our swords can clatter to the ground and do nothing. But if we would get on our knees and pray, and if we would wrap our arms around our neighbors, we would accomplish more than we ever could posting something stupid on Facebook. So, Lord, I lift up to you the people in Europe that are Americans that are trying to get home. I lift up to you the Europeans in Europe that are trying to get home, that are standing in a line in an airport. And yeah, they're probably really scared. So I pray that there is a brother in Christ nearby them who will be pinged by you right now, God, to reach out to them in love. I pray that in those places right now where there is fear, that someone will sing a hallelujah, that it will murmur across the crowd, and the crowd will swell, and their hearts will glow, and they will know that there is a God that is much bigger than a stupid virus. I have prayed a hundred times, Lord, that you are bigger than cancer. This is nothing. Lord, 
send your fire. Send your fire to burn up the dross that is coronavirus 19. But Lord, more important than that, I think the virus is just an excuse for you to deal with us. So Lord, deal with us. Deal with our, our angst. Deal with us in our differences. Deal with us in our brokenness, Lord. And I just pray for your love, as Gary said, Lord. I pray for your love to uh, be the salve that heals, that heals all of this, Lord. That heals the virus, but also the one that heals the panic and the fear and the anger. So, Lord, I just ask that you bless our nation, that you bless the people of this planet. Because, Lord, this is really, in my lifetime, the first time I've seen something like this touch everywhere. Whether it's as bad as it is or not, it's touching everywhere. So, Lord, we just pray for your peace in the midst of all of this. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I saw something that the word Corona, part of the word crown. It's time to crown Corona. Lord, there are people that are isolated. It's the, uh, the prisons are locked down, so no light can come in. The Muslims in Iran are locked down, so no light can come in. The people of Israel are locked down because no light can come in. But you are the light of the world. Lord, let the man of light who's coming and visiting people visit and visit and visit and visit and visit and break through walls. You walk right through them as if they're air. Come, Lord Jesus, to those darkest places, the darkest people, the ones that have never heard your name or never knew who you really were. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Connect believers that would never be connected before. Connect them in the jail. Connect them in the Muslim world. Connect them in India. Connect us in America. God, show your light. We take off the basket and we put it on the stand and say, See our God shine. See our light shine because you are the light. Daddy. Be the good daddy we always know you are. You always come. You always come. You always come. And we will be disciplined because you love us. So, God, we just come and say we, we deserve that. We wish to correct our position. But, Daddy, come. Don't shut the door. Whenever... They put the blood on the door. He never looked inside to see who was in there. He covered them, and he healed them. God, your blood covers us. In Jesus' name.
Father, we we come to you and we literally have no idea what we're dealing with. But we seem to understand that it has to happen. And this is going to bring forth a new trust in you. A trust that has never been exposed before. A level that has never been reached before. Because we haven't had the exposure of the unknowing. We've always had some form of control. And now chaos has come in and destroyed our control. That's our flesh wanting to anticipate what is going to happen. We want to expect the unexpected, but we want to know it before it happens. So we're not, we're not expecting the unexpected, we're expecting the expected. That's not what you want. This isn't about your permissive will, but it's about your perfect will. See, I think this is really going to expose a lot, not only, not only in ourselves, Lord, but in our relationship with you, because it's going to help us to realize that we weren't where we thought we were in the first place. There's churches shutting down because they're concerned with the coronavirus. But we're here. We're here serving you despite all fear and all chaotic uh, areas surrounding us, Lord, because you're founded here. You're founded in us, and we care about giving you the glory and the praise and coming together as one than we do about our own well-being. And because of that, you're placing a hedge of protection around each and every one of us, Lord. And you're not going to allow any exposure. And we're going to be the kinetic energy. The corona is going to come from us because corona has another meaning. It's an energy and an aura that comes from the body. So we're going to allow your spiritual corona to permeate, Lord God, and exude from us. And it's going to touch the individuals that we pass every single day. And it's really interesting that it takes almost two weeks for it to expose whether or not you are our host for it, Lord. But we don't need to wait 14 days to show that we are a host of you.
we're going to bring that 14 down to one, that one down to none. And we are going to utilize ourselves as a vehicle for your power to heal. And we don't have to touch a single person. We don't have to lay a single hand. We don't have to say a single word. The only thing that we have to do is trust in our prayer closets, in a group environment, at work, at church. Lord, let your cataclysmic power come down, Lord Father God, and wreak havoc on every single person on this earth right now. Burn and consume anything that's not of you, Lord God. And may the people who have never even heard your name drop to their knees and feel the unknowing. And let it become familiar. Let that familiarity drive them to new heights, Lord Father God. We're not going to believe in our science. We're not going to believe in it. Because we don't need it. We only need you. Thank you, Lord. Sandy. He's so holy. So holy. Oh. Father, I just thank you for your holiness, Father God. Make us a holy people, Father God. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Father God. Lord, humble us. Lord, you're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And Father, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And Father, you said that you're coming back for a spotless bride. Father, make us spotless without wrinkle. Father, I thank you that you said that you put into power who you want into power, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you cause nations to rise and nations to fall. And those nations that forsake you, Father God, they will fall. And we're no exception. 
if we forsake your laws, your righteousness, Father God. You have no choice that you did in the past to bring judgment. But Father, you, you're raising up spiritual people that are praying for the president and praying for this country. And Father God, I thank you for his boldness, Father God. And Father, I pray that it will spread into us, that we will be bold for you, Father God, that we will not hide, that we will come out, Father God, and come against wickedness, Father God. We love you, Father God. Make us a holy people. Make us bold, Father God. And thank you for the worship team this morning. That everything that they spoke this morning was truth. Father, let it burn in our hearts, Father God. Let it burn so strongly in our hearts, Father God. That you, Father God, are a righteous, holy God. And you will win. You always win. Your people will win. We will be victorious. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I just pray for all the business owners, Lord. Lord, that have their employees, Lord, that look to them, Lord, for a paycheck every week. Lord, I just pray, Lord, Lord, for their businesses, Lord, to continue, Lord, uh, just to continue to, to push through and to hold on. And Lord, look for creative ways to keep their businesses open or to pay their employees, Lord. And Lord, I just pray for the families, Lord, that uh, have their children home from school, Lord, that they didn't expect, and Lord, that they can't afford to put them in daycare or don't have someone to look after them, Lord, that they have to stay home from work to care for them, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that Lord, that their finances are just covered, Lord, in any way, Lord, whether it's their employer to, to continue to pay them or wherever it is, Lord, that I just pray Lord, for the finances, Lord. Lord, that they don't have lack. And Lord, I just pray for each family, Lord, the, just the stress that comes just from sometimes just being together a little bit too long, Lord. Or <laughs> Lord, just thank you, Lord, that, Lord, I pray for those that don't know you, Lord, that don't have you to fall upon, Lord. Lord, because I know so many times that without you that I wouldn't have known what to do. Lord, that we just put our faith in you, Lord, that, that you've got us. In Jesus' name.
God, I just, um, I thank you, God, because you answer our prayers in ways sometimes that we don't expect. And God, all over the world, people are afraid. And they're actually thinking about God for the first time, maybe in a very long time. God, we pray, God, for revival all over the world, Lord Jesus. God, I know that I have friends in Iran that are getting into places that they've never been able to get into before because of this. And like Pastor Charlie said, you never miss an opportunity. I pray that for us. God, let us be bold. When people are afraid, they're willing to hear anything and the dumb stuff. But God, we have the truth. Lord, help us to be bold to speak into people's hearts and lives. And have you ever thought that Jesus may be able to heal you? Come on. Lord, we have been crying out for revival in this church, in this state, in this country for so long. What if this is the answer? Because people are looking to you like they've never looked to you before. They're stuck in their homes. You're moving, you're removing the props, Lord. That's what you're doing. So, Father, I just pray. Holy Spirit, that you would move on any person that calls themselves a Christ follower. And I ask that you would stir up the Holy Spirit within them and you would cause them to speak to their neighbor. You would cause them to speak to people in the grocery line. You would cause them to speak to strangers because we actually have a place where people are going to hear us. Come on. And we have been asking for this for so long. And now you're like, here you go. I'm giving it to you on a golden platter. What are you doing? Are you acting just like them? Stop it. You are filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You have the power to heal disease because I'm in you. Lay hands on them. Stop being afraid. Because that is what the Lord is asking us to do if we really want to walk in the power. That's what they did in the first church. We're no different. We have the same spirit. So, Lord, stir up the spirit within us, within every church. God, break into the churches that don't have the power of the Holy Spirit or don't even believe in it and just surprise them with it because they have it. They call if they call themselves Christians, if they follow you, if they're born into your family, we all have the same spirit. God, let us come together and see mighty healing this land and coronavirus go down in the name of Jesus because it's all for your glory. Mm. Yeah. But I thank you, God, for this opportunity that you are letting the entire world look at the church. You're letting the entire world look at those that say, you believe in Jesus. You're the crazy one that goes to church on Sunday. So what do you think about this? <laughs> God, let us be bold. Let us not miss this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. There you go. The Revolutionary War was a pretty good crisis in our nation, was it not? That's first great awakening. Second Great Awakening was the Civil War. 
I have this thing on the inside of me. Say, come bring it on, Jesus. Bring it on. We've repented. We believe that God wants to do something great with this nation. So I, I just declare and decree that this thing stops in a dramatic fashion to where Jesus Christ gets all of the credit and all of the glory. Listen, don't, don't stop there. Now listen. But all of the credit and all of the glory comes through him out of us and we touch the world. Because the glory of the Lord is supposed to be covering the earth. And it's going to cover the earth as we be who he told us to be. And that is the light. That is the answer. That is the healing. We are about to see a harvest of souls that we have hoped for. Some of us believed it was a pipe dream, but I believe that we are on the verge of that right now. So, Father, I thank you for destroying this attack. But don't just destroy it. Use it as an advantage for your church to step into its rightful place. Lord, I thank you for our government. I thank you for our flag. I thank you for the freedoms that we've had that many nations have never had. But God, I'm asking you to release your freedom into every heart, into every home, into every church in Jesus' name. Father, breathe on us as we breathe on others and say, peace, be still. Would you see someone in fear that needs to be a trigger for you to release peace? You don't need to look for another open door. You need to see it, and you need to attack it and release peace in some form or fashion. In Jesus' name. I'm telling you. I was getting stuff and feel like we needed to pray for that. The next person did. I need to pray for that. The next person did. I need to pray for business owners. The next person did. Listen, we're in good shape. We're in good shape because of his blood. Shake what needs to be shook. You used to do mercy and home ministries. Come pray. Lord, she just said rain down fire every pulpit. Seriously. She, I hear every pulpit. Father, we just thank you for our seniors that are in nursing homes that maybe sometimes they're not clear of mind. But God, you are their redeemer. Even then, you know them. You know them from the beginning to the end. You know them. And Lord, we just ask that you would send your servants into the nursing homes that would be able to speak life to them, that would be able to speak peace to them, would be able to speak wholeness to them, would be able to show your love, Lord, that they would be your hands, that they would be your feet, that they would be your mouths, and that they would show you, show them your love, Lord God. We just cover them 
from from all over this nation, all over this world, homes homes that are holding uh, the elderly now, right now. Sometimes they are home with their families, but God, and and when you get old, sometimes you maybe are not thinking clear, and fear is such an easy thing to turn to. But God, we're releasing our faith into them with our peace with love, with a, with a God of peace and the Lord of peace will just reign upon these homes in all the nations in the name of Jesus. We just thank you that this will be done. Amen. Yeah. Nancy. Nelson gave me his, his scriptures for this week. Psalms 50, 14 and 15. He does not take sacrifices of blood but the sacrifice of our heart. When we cry out to him, he hears us and delivers us. Exodus 12, 7. And he says to plead the blood on the doorpost and the mantle of the house, and the destroyer will pass over you. I plead the blood on the doorpost of my heart. You know, when, when Tristan started to pray, he, the first thing he says is we don't know what we're dealing with, and that's true, but we know who we're dealing with. We're very aware of who we're dealing with. And more importantly, we know who is dealing with us. There you and having that is amazing. The last time I had a chance to preach here, I said, you know what the gospel is? It's a virus. The gospel of Christ is a virus. And what a virus is, is it's something that's too small to be seen with the naked eye and it has to be in a living host. And the only way it survives is to go to another living host. What better way to kill this virus than with our virus? They've thrown down their staff, and now Moses has his staff that we're going to throw this down, and it's going to eat their staffs. Okay? <laughs> I heard a song on the way here, and, and this is only something, if you want to believe it, that's fine, but I heard the doors, and you know what the song was? Come on, come on, come on, come on now, touch me, babe. Can't you see that I am not afraid? And you know what? I have been in fear for a week or so about this thing. I've stocked up on masks and I've stocked up on some stuff. And I think there's some smart precautions we could take. But guess what? <laughs> Guys, look at your hands. Your hands are clean. The virus dies here. Here, it dies. Man, we have, we, how long have we been? Okay, the, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. The Great Awakening's happening. And you know what? I, I, heard, I heard a pastor say, I heard a pastor say, how long have Christians been, been, been scared that the, the government's going to shut them down? Who thought all it would take would be a suggestion to not meet, to shut the churches down? Come on. And you know what? I can't judge because, you know, God might have talked to a pastor and said, don't have a service this week. That's fine. That's great. But let me tell you something. The church that we've all been <laughs> asking for to come out of the building has to go out of the building now. Yeah, come on. Has to go into the community now because because I know people who are God-fearing men and women who are afraid to go to church today. And it's okay. That's where they're at. But let me explain something. The hands are clean. Your hands are clean. The, John G. Lake used to have disease touch his hand. It would die in his hand. We are Corona killers. Okay. Come on. My God, Father, I am just thankful, Lord God, that the virus that I contain in my body and every believer which contains our body, which is the Holy Spirit, which is God, which is going to infect this globe. The pandemic of Jesus is on its way. 
come on. Corona ain't got nothing on you, Father God. And we speak right now. We speak right now, Lord. The, the hills will melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. The diseases melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. Lord, you laugh at your scoffers. You laugh at your mockers. We laugh at the misinformation that's out there. And at the same time, God, we know that this is a serious thing, Father. But you are a way more serious God than this thing could ever be. Sure. Lord, I didn't go get weight loss surgery just to die when I lose all my weight. I'm telling you that right now. All right. I got some stuff to live for now. <laughs> and Father God, you bring it in however you want to bring it in. But I'm declaring and we are decreeing as the church. It's time to be the church. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Go. been a blessing to be here with you guys this morning. Whew. Just feel like the culmination of everything that's been prayed and said this morning is <laughs> summed up by Paul in Colossians. So I just want to read this over you. Your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given, given to us by living in the light. He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. For in the son, all our sins are canceled. Whew, this is big. And we carry the release of redemption through his very blood. He is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God and the firstborn heir of all creation. Through the sun, everything was created, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth. All that is seen and that is unseen, every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority. It was all created through him and for his purpose. He existed before anything was made, and now everything finds its completion in him. And this is what I heard his heart from the beginning of worship right through the end of every prayer. My heartbeat is being released. And my children rise up in praise. Praise him. It's in the praise. Wow. That kind of sums it up, doesn't it? It's in him, through him, for him. It kind of, he kind of thinks it's about him. <laughs> he really does. He actually thinks it's about him. Go and send no more. Love you. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to identitychurch.net, where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages, read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on the social media, and even pay your tithe. 
Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.